in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Theodian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to the Arthadian Anthologies podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. Existence, through the eyes of a sage, is one of great beauty and mystery. For those that study Mortexian philosophy, reaching a pinnacle in knowledge of Zeon Mortex grants an archivist the title of Grand Sage. You know of the most influential Grand Sage found throughout the realms. But in this entry, I will be going over the Grand Sages said to have accomplished great feats, which earned them their titles. So without further ado, let's dive in. To begin, we are going to start with the legend of the Grand Sources. Though their true names have been lost, Shorask Shaman have received visions from Moriat that signify these Grand Sages planted the seeds into the desolate world that was to become a pillar. As the legend goes, it was a time of uncertainty in Evemore, with the dusk reigning over all creatures throughout the realm. At a time before Convergence, there were wars raging with the Khazavar Vike, expanding a conquest unlike that of what we have come to know or understand from authoritarian regimes. Their conquest was held through the enabling forces of the Deskian Tenkil, a faction set out to influence and control the greater embodiments of the Dusk Pantheon. This meaning, they sought to control creatures' emotions by sinking their tendrils into creatures' psyches. The only ones challenging this were known as the survivors, with their leader being an ellipsilon by the name of Kuo Lin. The survivors are said to have experienced several era shifts where Evemore went from dusk to dawn and back to dusk multiple times in their lives. In this experience, the survivors witnessed how bipolar their realm truly was. From this realization, the survivors devised a plan in order to keep Evemore in a healthy state. This plan had to be enacted by those outside the confines of Evemore's mental state. Therefore, they entrusted the plan to the Grand Sages at the time. Traveling to all corners of Evemore, the Grand Sages went to desolate worlds in order to plant seeds that would sprout life with an understanding of balance between the dusk and dawn. The first seed planted was named Moriot, and later became the famed pillar we all know to this very mark. There are said to be other worlds with similar trees spread throughout Evemore, and amongst every single one of these worlds, the inhabitants share the same vision. The source trees of the Grand Sages brought about the new era, and has kept Evemore from falling back into the dusk. In future entries, I'll be diving deeper into Evemore lore, but for now, let's move on to the next Grand Sage on the list. At the Convergence, the most notable Grand Sage was that of Illumin. However, Grand Sage Illumin took on an apprentice at the end of his long life. What many fail to realize is the significance of Illumin's apprentice, as he is the one that brought about the greatest economic advancement 
that was spread throughout the core realms. Before he became a grand sage, Heinemann Volz was a Newgonian scientist that transferred his consciousness into a sin frame in order to gain access to the many benefits of conscious transfer. Originally from the harborer, Heinemann was enthralled by the technological advancements found on Vicronix when it became a pillar. Around this time, the pillars were suffering through deep polarization while trade was becoming more difficult between them. Heinemann felt the need to formulate a static currency that could be used to trade on any advanced world throughout the realms, a core standard that could be easily implemented into financial industries. It was at this point that Hyman began researching the historical conception of codexes and how they were spread across advanced civilizations to be utilized on a universal scale. That's when he became enveloped by a more Texian philosophy and learned about Grand Sage Illumin. Heinemann felt that in order to spread his currency he had to gain an audience with the Grand Sage. However, Illumin was extremely difficult to reach and only allowed an audience with notable individuals throughout the realms, such as the Runic Council members. Therefore, Hyman instead sought to garner the attention of Illumin through the spreading of his currency into the pillars of the Harborer and Vicronix. At the time, Archaea was cut off by the Council due to the Sore Assassin plot, which you can learn about in Entry 8 of this podcast. Thankfully, for Hyman's sake, the pillars were in desperate need of trading power. He then decided to create a small device he called Volts Chips that each functions on the same quantum principles that codexes operate on. Being a Newgonian conscience, this was rather simple. The difficult part, however, was determining a pillar's market cap. What he determined was through connecting Volts Chips through an individual database, he could connect each chip as an identifier of who it belongs to acting as a fraudulent protection system. By the end of his economic research, Hyman surmised that each pillar was to have a market cap that is determinate upon the pillar's population plus codex volume. Through this, Hyman presented his new device to the Senate and after the conclusion of the Volts chip being a viable candidate, Hyman was able to finally meet the Grand Sage. Many view Heinemann to be less of a grand sage himself and more of a scientist, but if you were to ask him yourself, he would be offended to be placed in the scientific category. To Heinemann, his greatest achievement was not the leading economic currency that has permeated nearly every advanced civilization throughout the realms. To him, his greatest achievement was the conclusion of what he referred to as his cartographical zone placement, which was the codex he spent around 400 cycles creating. However, this codex has been lost for several millennia now. It is said to detail a full planar chart of every sync zone found in the realm of Vicronix. If someone were to ever find this codex, they could unlock the full mysteries of the ancient architects. Right now, only around 20 scans of this 2000 plus scan codex is available for research. Skipping ahead around a myriad of cycles, Grand Sages were far and few between. The only notable Sages at that point were the Seven Sages of Magenium, who all together were equal to a single Grand Sage. This is said to be due to the prior centuries having come from the Age of Mortis. In the archives that Sages expanded in this time, there was a massive looming threat stemming from Mortis Finctos. Because of this, 
After the Age of Mortis completed, many changes occurred throughout the realms. New empires began forming, including that of the Rin Empire, and even Ebula went through the cosmic transference, extending into the larger nebulae convergence. Out of this alteration, a new age came with a new Grand Sage that brought about the rise of Ascended Mystics. This Grand Sage is said to have ascended to Mortex even before his death, and all his disciples each spread their influence as the eyes of their master. Known as Grand Sage Kalo, this visionary of a sort established an order of sages that were each disciples to Kalo. Through them, Kalo accessed knowledge across the realms that no one had even discovered. Referred to as a visionary, Kalo was known to have planar vision, which supposedly allowed them an omnipresent view, just like that of a regal entity. However, to continue the course of archived knowledge, Kalo and their disciples worked toward the completion of a codex titled the Kalo, which in turn brought Kalo to the height of a writ, fading from core reality, leaving behind his many disciples. From this event, the disciples all rated themselves of their names and identities, following through with what the codex implied. This is what created the Kalo, and is now a significant aspect of the core realms. To learn a little more about this mysterious order, you can read the codex entry titled Visions and Mystics on OrthadianAnthologies.com. I will also dive further into them in a future entry, but for now, we'll head to the last Grand Sage on the list. In the current timeline, approximately 16 millennia after Convergence, before and after the Core Reset, the first Grand Sage came out of the Seven Sages after countless eras inside the realm of Magenium. You may have heard his name spoken once before, in entry 18 of this podcast regarding the Archean Conflict. Grand Sage Orkelis experienced the reset firsthand. Some theorize he knows the truth of what occurred on that Evmark. However, his popularity is great across the pillars and even the command colonies due to his peaceful neutrality and rebuilding of the Library of Gen. What we do know is that through Orcalus's fragmentation, he became a Grand Sage around 40 cycles before the Core Reset. It is archived that around this time is when the realms were in great stagnation, and Orcalus took it upon himself to travel the Core and determine how the stagnation occurred and how the future may change because of it. After around 35 cycles traveling the realms, Orcalus released his codex titled Foreboding States. In this codex, Orkelis derives meaning from Illumin's calendar, the concept of wrestling with the notion that the Dark Void requires a single array every cycle in order to keep it at bay. This foreboding state is subject to a greater source that Orkelis predicts. As Orkelis studies the realms, he breaks them down into separate states as they move through the planar unity. Much like Evemore's Dusk and Dawn, these states seem to only occur once a cluster of realms converged upon one another. Orkelis explains that this happened twice before in the course of core records. A state of growth is the first period that occurs, ranging between 3 to 10 millennia. As the growth slows down, there is a state of stagnation which happens for a little under a millennia. Once stagnation concludes, a rapid change occurs with conflict arising quickly on an extraplanar scale. This state is known as foreboding, and 
Orcellus determined that an event was on its way. In a certain sense, he predicted the core reset. And he says that there is no way to prevent these states, only that the realms must prepare for when they occur. Now that you have a better understanding of what makes the Grand Sage, as I introduce more of these individuals in the future, you may wonder what rose them to prominence within the core. I thank you for listening to this entry. Next week will be a break from these lore entries as I bring to you a special entry, one that brings to the forefront a chosen and their lore master. Once again, if you'd like to support my work, there are a few ways you can donate. You can receive exclusive content through subscribestar.com slash reborninpower. That's reborn-in-power. You can also support this podcast through Anchor. There should be a link on Spotify or whatever podcasting app you use. But in the end, you can find all these ways to support my work through artdatinganthologies.com. And please, share this with your friends who are looking for new ways to entertain themselves and immerse themselves. Until then, thank you again for your support. Be safe. Stay safe. And if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.